in order to become okay they divide the population into citizens and natives mm-hmm. citizens and natives even the use of the word native you know what i'm trying to say citizens and natives and they basically said if you want to become a citizen of the country you need to eat with european table manners basically don't eat with hands, hands. use knife and fork you need to um, be baptized i believe oh, god become christian so, christian name you know what i'm trying to say and and it's funny because even when you look at angolans today all their last names are portuguese Mm. You know what I'm trying mm. to say? Yeah, my, my boy, I'm vi- literally thinking about it right now. And literally, I'm a vinger. Yeah, and literally, you need to speak Portuguese. That's the maddest one to me. You need to speak Portuguese without African accent. New questions every day. How's a brother post to sleep? Listen, I give youngers books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. But did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. Oh, we need the mic closer, though. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You done pods well, before? Yeah, I have. I've done two. Two. Yeah. You're thinking about it, like mm. never been sure. No, like. I'm trying to. I was trying to remember. I've done like one, then I recorded one on my own, but then I scrapped it. Are you trying to get what? into podding yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you scrap it? I scrapped it because you know what? Yeah, I done an audio. Mm. I thought it was recording, like the visual, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't recording, so I just spent like just time talking. That like, it was me and my regiment, but then I just scrapped it because I like visual podcasts more. Yeah, mm. yeah. Especially when I, it comes I, I, I wouldn't do it without the visuals, man. Definitely, yeah, humble. Especially when it comes to like marketing, mm-hmm. it only makes sense to have visual podcast. Do you like visuals for yourself, or do you like watching other people's podcasts as well? I like watching people's podcasts. How do you find the time, bro? To watch people's podcasts. Yeah, because more time, I, like, I have to listen to them when I'm in the car, when I'm traveling. Yeah, that's what I, do. I ain't got time to sit down. And, like, sometimes, <laughs> like, because Spotify now, you can watch certain people's, you see, they upload yeah, the video, yeah, yeah. You could, so I watch it whilst I'm in the car, but more time, I ain't got time to sit down for an hour and just watch a whole pod. Do you know what? Yeah, I always do it whilst I'm doing something. Okay. So if I'm like washing dishes, if I'm bopping to the shop, if I'm going, if I'm going like around London, that's why I, I really listen to podcasts. See that domesticated man when I'm washing dishes, get me? Yeah, Mum taught him, get me? <laughs> <laughs> we have a dishwasher, but still not. Bro, I swear to God, I learned to use a dishwasher last year. I learned in 2018. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's about like me. Like I need like really, and even one time, I remember when we moved into my my new yard when I was still living at home. We had a dishwasher. My dad dashed it. We were just like, why? Well, yeah, he just did We have one for sure, bro. Just like, no, don't want it. I think the yard that we moved into is like a refurbished Victorian okay. house, but our old one was just like a. It was just a flat. They didn't have a dishwasher. But the new, yeah, but the one that you moved into had a dishwasher, like, they had already installed, didn't it? So I really had to learn to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then, I still don't use it. It's one of the other ones. You know what, yeah? I use it, but it's pointless sometimes, isn't it? I can't put them big, big pots there. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? You know when your mum cooks Gary or something? <laughs> well, like, well, you know, like, okra when it's burnt. Hey. Yeah, 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 I can't, I can't it, wash it. Yeah, yeah, that don't help. It could, it could just make it, it can... Loosen up a bit, but you still yeah. got to go back to the... Bruv, you just might as well let the thing soak in. You know you put hot water inside? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a nudge, man. Look at That's proper. But now you were saying off camera how you got into the game, like why you started and... Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, how I got into it was my brethren obviously started t- uh, putting out content on TikTok before me, innit? Mm-hmm. Then Who's I was, your brethren? Uh, do you know Pokebanks? Nah, I'm not. Still... Finance influencer. Okay. So he started doing podding before me, yeah? And he was like, oh, that's a pudding. Content. Content, yeah. He started yeah. putting out uh, content before me, yeah. And I was like, raw. Because he was, I thought TikTok was for kids. 
That's what, that's what we thought, especially because we're a bit older than you. Yeah, yeah, like, I was for, yeah, yeah, I thought it was for kids, innit? So obviously I said, you know what, yeah, let me see. Then he was doing really well. Then I said, you know what, yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna do something on TikTok. So he, so obviously he was doing finance, yeah? Then I was like, okay, cool. He's doing financial education. So let me just try a finance thing, but I didn't want to show my face. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know, uh, maybe put out educational videos, stuff like that. Not ed- no clip out ed- like finance tips on YouTube and stuff like clip out other people's content on YouTube and just slap it on my TikTok. And I was doing that for a while, but then I started experimenting. I started just I started slapping just mad just madness like a guy that injected himself with snake venom. Like yeah, I was just snake. Oh, what to build immunity in that? You know what is yeah? I was trying to go and atten- get attention. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> then when I get attention, I just like convert. I just do more yeah. conscious yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, so yeah. that's what I was trying to do. But then I got more interested in like the weird stuff, innit? Mm. Just like the interesting stuff. Then I was like, you know what, yeah? Then obviously my brother Pokey was like, oh, you know what, yeah? If you really want to like do well and if you really want to push your brand forward, you need to like start showing your face. So I started, sh- I made a whole different um, TikTok. Mm. Started showing my, I think I grew that one to like 20K. All like that? Yeah, but I scrapped it. Then I started a new one. Should have sold it. I should have sold it. Yeah, mm. you can sell accounts. You can sell accounts, especially like, that person's kind of loosely aligned. Like for example, say you had a food influencer and you someone was a restaurant and they wanted it. Ah, it's there uh, aligned, so the audience will actually engage. The reason I thought of it, but the engagement is is weird. Mm. It's too weird. I don't feel good, good sell, selling that knowing the engagement is a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say. So obviously, uh, I basically started. Uh, yeah, I started my my brand faster speeds here. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what, yeah, what am I gonna like? What am I gonna do? Like, how am I going to get attention sort of thing? Then I just said, you know what, let me just post. Because I was, I was just thinking, let me just post a video and just see what happens, innit? I, f- I think my first video was like, was like, what, something like four things all girls waste money on or something like that. <laughs> one of them ones. Yeah. So I said number one, edibles. <laughs> so that's a serious one. I said number two is like, like birthday dinners for like friends that you claim to be in the same friendship circle, but. More time we haven't seen each other in like five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think three was like fast food. Then I think four was um, the most useless drink for useless people. I said Kovosi, you know. Ah, it's thinking Kovosi. No, no, I just said that for, I just said that for, you get what I'm trying to say? For the attention, I hear it, just to get people angry. Yeah, I wanted to get people rather, obviously that did well. Then I said, okay, come. I think I woke up here, then it was like 200k views. That was my first video. I'm like, raw, let me see how far I can push this. I did a couple more, I think. I have one that's like just over half a mil, mm. yeah, and that one was, I believe that was my second or third video, that was three things all immigrants like waste money on. Mm-hmm. I said birthday show, um, um, birthday dinners, no, not birthday dinners, ba- uh, is it baby showers? Yeah, baby, baby showers, yeah, yeah. Baby showers, you know, just the cooking, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 weddings, yeah. sending money back home and <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did that did so well, yeah. So people connect to that kind Listen, of shit. People are writing in my comment section in Swedish, like, yeah, people. No, the the, the reaction was mad. Like, there was one Donny from like, I think Donny was living in Holland, and he said, yeah, my dad works like seventeen hours a day to send money to his stupid sister in Afghanistan. <laughs> then there was one Donny in, in America that was like, oh yeah, my nan is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, this, they're trying to set like, I think what he was saying was, oh yeah, my my family works so hard, but. She's just like in Mexico, just trying to like Finesse. take all the money and that. Yeah, yeah. And like everybody was just just saying their stories and I, and it made me think. It made me it made me understand a lot. Like they send the money back things 
it's, mm-hmm. it's an international mm-hmm. thing. It's not only like it's not just Africans. Yeah, though. it's not just Africans, man. Like Polish people do it. Like everyone does it. To be honest. So yeah. So that started to do well. Then I said to myself, you know what, yeah. Let me do finance, a little bit. So I, I do I do occasionally do like um finance content, but at the same time, let me keep this. You get what I'm trying to say? Just things that I've observed because mm. these are all observ- like my observations, isn't it? Mm. So I started doing that. Then I started doing um just answering questions that people didn't know the answer to, innit? Like who owns Morley's? Mm. I'm from South. Morley's South is full of Morley's. Yeah, you get what I'm trying yeah, to say? It's yeah. a staple. But nobody knows who owns it. How could we eat in it? Like we eat Morley's every day. We don't know who owns it. I just assumed it would have been an Asian man somewhere. Yeah, but the Asian man has a name, bro. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. And it's mad that that guy don't get his props. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it is Asian brother. Yes, it is a Sri Lankan. When you look at like them um fast food shops, yeah, mostly chicken and chip shops, them is dominated by Sri Lankans. Mm. But do you, do you know why it's specifically Sri Lankans? I don't know why, but it's just dominated by Sri Lankans. But they're clocked onto a model that works, isn't it? Therefore. Same with Chicken Cottage is owned by Sri Lankan as well. They're all owned by Sri Lankans. Interesting. Yeah, man. It's a mad niche. Nah, I like that store. That's I, I, I'd, I'd like to know with the weave shops, what particular type of culture, you know, South Asians dominate. It'd be interesting to know what particular actual country within the South Asian community that dominate with the weave shops. That actually weave shops? Yeah, yeah like, hair, like black yeah. hair brand and stuff. I believe, I believe it's Pakistani. Mm. Um, yes, I believe, I believe it's Pakistani. Then with stuff like corner shops, I know Indians. that Gujarati Indians, I swear. Gujarati Indians. Yeah. Yeah, you're Mauritian, half Mauritian. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know. Yeah, yeah. That's your guess, your gang. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Gujarati, yeah, Gujaratis and that. Gujaratis, like, cause a lot of my, so I work in investment management yeah, now. Yeah. A lot of my clients. Bro, them man have bread. Yeah, I'm, I'm alright still. Them man have bread. So they dominate a lot of that, yeah. Even as does owned by Gujaratis. Yeah, yeah, they bought yeah, out. Yeah, two men bought the, out the, recently. The, the Issa brothers, two yeah, Issa brothers. Yeah, yeah. Issa brothers, Buhu. I'm a t- I can't tell you on cam, but I'm gonna tell you something else yeah, about yeah. them. But um, yeah, the Issa brothers, the they Kamali own, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kamali family own yeah, Buhu. Yeah, yeah. But um, the Gujarati. So a lot of my clients, they're Gujarati Indians. So they who have gone to Kenya. So like third generation yeah, yeah. Kenyans. So if you ask them where they're from, they say they're Kenyan, Kenya, but they're Gujarati, yeah. like fully Gujarati. And like all of them have become millionaires and billionaires from when they came from India, they just set up one shop. Like first they were selling like wool and then selling food and then just keep going and going and going. And now they've made millions of just basically like big corner shops in Kenya. Like that's their, that's the Gujarati model. They just set up corner shops. Simple. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why it's so popular here. Mm-hmm. Because when they first came over here in the sixties, they didn't, um, to avoid discrimination, yeah, because they were like the racism was really bad back yeah, then. Yeah, it was mad. So they said, you know what, let's just do our own thing, what we're doing back in like back home sort of thing. And that's how that corner shop model sort of started. And that's where the stereotype of corner shops being mostly like an Indian man thing. That's where it originated from. And it makes sense. In every country they do it and they do very well off it. Yeah, like. def- and textile manufacturing as well. That's one thing they Oh textile manufacturing. Yeah, te- yeah textile manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. With that, because it sounds like we're getting towards the topic yeah. now, might as well do intros quickly and we'll yeah, dive yeah, into yeah, the main yeah. topic. To my right, we have a social commentator, educator of the youth, TikTok sensation, you already know, Fazza Speaks. Yeah, what are you man saying? Hmm? Hmm? What'd you say? I said, what are you saying? Well, we're here, man. To my yeah. left, we got the plant-based warrior. Like. The vegan dickhead. We got the meatless crew. And now he's got his dreads, he's like the popcorn bashment artist, you already know the Egypt. stars. Egypt, most valuable wholesome domino, you hit me. So Ed's Edicus. Come on. 
And you got me, the most masculine host of the pod. Five foot five, five foot six on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> he's not on it no more. He's got his gal. But when he was on there, you know about my man. You hit me. And that brings us to it. Let's get ready to dominate! Come on, like, share, subscribe. We're back again with a bad boy guest. You know what I'm saying? If you're listening to the audio, make sure you leave a review because there's going to be a lot of interesting content in this one. So share your thoughts. You get me? It's another week. A lot of knowledge. Well, when we were talking, I was um, the topic was initially how's ethnic minorities influenced London, but I wanted to do actually expand it to a bit of the UK as well because I can speak on that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I, what I wanted to talk about is like to start it off is that I find it interesting that within say just London, <coughs> all the ethnic minorities have even influenced the language that we use. So like I'll hear white brothers saying like. Ah, uh, that guy is finished. But you know, saying someone is finished is a very Yoruba terminology. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or even certain things like, even when we'll say it as well, we'll be like, we'll say like, Wallahi or Astaghfirullah, yeah, but we're not, we're not Muslim Arabic. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to think, what well, there's like so many little nuances within the English language. Like even like we say as Africans, we say Wagwan. Like what does that have to do? Like we're Afs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I heard that still. Even like me, I remember one time I was in TJs, yeah. Mm. I saw some co- some cockney guys like I think the guy was stressed. He just said, "All right, mate." <laughs> I was, in, in the accent, I can't like threw me off. Still, I was I was spun. I can't even lie, but it's true. It definitely does like um, influence us in different ways with the like with the like you said with the wallahi. But then again, I think it's good because I feel it just shows like how quick we are to accept sort of like words and different like different words from different cultures into our daily lexicon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to say. So yeah, man. So do you, do you think that's a, a, like it's, this, it's a British thing or is it like an ethnic minority British thing? What the slang? The the, the acceptance of of different slang. It's definitely, it's definitely a British thing because I don't hear New York speaking in Jamaican slang, and there's bare Caribbean people in New York. There's bears like Haitians. Yeah, bear. and they don't take on the terminology at all. I think it may be a British thing. It may be a British em- British Empire thing because Canada, Toronto, them man speak slang. They speak like yeah. us. In fact, when you hear them, you even think they're like they're t- trying to take a piss out of us. Yeah, they they take on British like so. When I was over there, yeah. they love British culture. So they, I feel yeah. like in 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 how long were you there for? I was there for six months. Oh, right. So I, went, I was at uni out there. So I lived out there for a bit. I swear. Yeah, yeah, it was lit. Yeah, you're an experienced man still. Come on, that here, man, traveler. But now, nah, like, they they love British culture, bro. Yeah. So even down to the tracksuits, I was like, brothers would stop me, like, bro, where'd you get that tracksuit from, man? I'd be like, bro, I ain't got lie, I got it first. Oh, you're from the UK? Start speaking bare shit, like, shut up, man. <laughs> stop doing yeah. all of that. You know what that reminds me of is Holland. Like, if you go to Holland, like, and you go to, like, Utrecht, like, the, the more blacker areas within Holland, like in um, Amsterdam, yeah. you're looking, looking at certain people and you're like, you just look like you're from ends, like the way they dress and everything is the same. The man have slang as well. Yeah, 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 they do, they do, yeah. And they have their own like all I've clocked, even though we're in the music game, we're like the baby boys in terms of to Americans, but in terms of Europe, everyone in Europe looks up to us in terms of music. Humble, yeah. Like literally, like when you go like, I remember when, when I went to some shit festival in Holland, Oh My Festival. Yeah. And all like we were just chatting to the local um Dutch people and they were just like, oh like we rate your music, but you never rate our thing. And I'm like, this is like <laughs> almost like the American yeah, yeah. US dynamic. It is, yeah, you're right. And that's why I find it funny, like when with the Australian drill, now they're blowing up and then their UK people are hating. I'm like, you know, this is exactly what Americans do to us when our music pops off. It's true, but we don't look at it that way. Literally, it's like, yeah, now, nah, man. And I, but that's one thing I rate about France. 
they've been rapping for time, but they're just like, fuck everyone, we're doing our thing. They support their thing still. They're just like, we're doing our thing, we don't care about you, man, or what you, man, are on. But like, you know, the UK, even since the start, we've slightly breaded America. But slightly? No, we have. Nah, we, yeah. We, but, but like the French, the French until, until we found the own lane, basically. Really. But the French have just been like, we're doing no, our thing. They've team. been doing their thing. So even if you look on like YouTube, mm-hmm. fam, their videos get hundreds of millions of views. But there's this guy called Niska, which is like, Niska, yeah. They're Stormzy in it, like he's their goat, and like, bro, independently, he does. I used to listen to one guy called Booba, bro. He was hard, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> he was on. I see he's in Bin now, something. I don't even know, fam. Cause yeah, he was cold back in the day, fam. It's a go hard, bare French crud. I didn't uh, know what man was saying, but it I, sounded I cold. Don't know, but that guy speaks English perfectly, though. Is it? Yeah. I never heard him speak English, you know. Fam, I've heard him speak English. I was shocked. Spun me, bro. <laughs> man, like Booba, where you at, bro? <laughs> and he saw the music, fam. But bringing it back, even to UK culture, even when you look at our food, yeah. One of the, obviously we've got many like national dishes, but mm. one of the national dishes is tikka masala. And if you chat to any Indian person, they're just like, bro, that dish is so dead. Like no one eats that. You know the maddest thing is, you know, mm. t- I think that was made in Scotland. It was even it's not there. Indian. Yeah. It's not Indian. It's not Indian at all. There's not even a word for it. Like, I don't think, curry isn't even a word in any Indian language. Oh, so even oh, curry? No, do you know what it is? Yeah, so what happened was, because I did a video on like, I did a video on it, innit? Basically, when the British were in British Rajasthan, which is like India, like the, like India back in the day, they basically, they basically were served like Indian food and that, and the same thing when Indian people made restaurants in the UK, the food was too spicy, so what they did was they just altered it bez, to fit the English taste palate. Okay. And now that has become the standard. Mm-hmm. That has become the standard. Like I was talking to one um, Bengali Uber driver. Yeah, and he works at a restaurant. Most Indian restaurants are owned by Bengalis, by the way. So, yeah, yeah, 90%. And he was telling me, yeah, when, like, Indian customers come to a restaurant, they pay extra for original food, for, like, the original thing. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. Right? I've Some even, of them. Really. I've even yeah. heard that because um, I've gone to authentic Chinese restaurants and it's nothing like the Chinese we eat in the high road. And even, like, when one of my friends, she went to live in China, but, like, not in Beijing, but rural area, mm. he said the food that... She, They've been eat, we've been eating here is, is not even remotely similar to yeah. actual Chinese. And that's why I like these new Afro fusions where it's like, it's not really Niger food, but they're taking, I like, say, Pepe and then putting it with Pepe and chips, but no one actually eats that, mm. you know what I'm saying? And then like taking their little spin on it. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. yeah Jamie Oliver in the whole thing, like. Yeah, fucking hell. Ben, how, how, so I'm still quite interested in understanding how accepting is the UK culture? Because I, <clears throat> I still think there's an element that, because by accepting culture, culture provides a lens, it provides perspective. So the more cultures you understand, the better person you can be because then you can fit into a lot of people's paradigms and narratives. Definitely. But with the UK, I see that with ethnic minorities, we're more accepting of different cultures, but the UK will, or British nationals are more selective with what they like. But then in that case, like what is culture? Like culture refers to people's um, beliefs, practices and symbols yeah. that are shared by people. So. With that said, ethnic minorities come with their different beliefs, practices, and, and symbols, and we, we provide it to the UK. But one thing that I find is that once you leave the UK, we're not as accepting of other cultures. So like, the, the perfect example is that when you go to other countries, and you go to France, or like when I went to Paris, if you look at their um, ATM machines, they have to have different languages. They don't have that here. Mm. So how can you really call us an accepting of a culture when we don't compromise other cultures? Do you know what it is? That's a bit different because of the law, because of the role English plays in mm-hmm. world trade. 
Mm. I think that's slightly slightly different. English is the most dominant. La- I think after Mandarin, or they have joint status as. Like, Isn't Spanish the most dominant language? No, it's no, not. no. Spanish is like third. French is like fourteenth or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, English is one of the most dominant languages in the dominant languages in the world. Yeah, yeah and correct me if I'm wrong. Even with languages like Mandarin, even though they say it's as dominant, that's just because of the sheer numbers of China. Where if you're looking at what's the most what's ubiquitous, used, ubiquitous yeah. and used, it will be English. Definitely, English is definitely used all over. Because I, I constantly talk with Swiss banks and all the Swiss bankers know English. So they speak their French or German w- within Switzerland, but they, they will be fluent in, in, in English as well. That's most, um, even most, co- I think I was looking at a chart here of info- like this infographic chart of like countries that like speak English to a high level. Because I, I have, I've had friends, I have friends from like Holland, Sweden and that. Over there, mm-hmm. they learn English to a good level. There's mm-hmm. even a part a portion of your education, you can choose whether to continue in, in Swedish in, or in English. We don't have that. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say in that in that regard, we don't really make room for like to learn other languages and stuff like that. My boy's from France. He came around mine and I, I, when I was in, obviously in Mauritius, they speak French and I never really got to pick it up. Yeah. My boy had come to mine and um, I was going through like, I did this course at uni where it's like, like high A-level standard French. Yeah. Um, but I was doing it while I was at uni and I was doing it. He came and he was just like, why are you doing this? This is the shit we learned when we're in like year six, bruv. How are they calling this A-levels? Like, it's, and that makes sense because when you come, how many people can actually speak, unless they've been taught in their household, how many people from school can say, I went to school and school has taught me how to speak another language in England. No one does that. That's why I taught myself French. Oh, for real? Yeah, I taught myself French. Because school wasn't, school wasn't doing enough. I wanted more. You get what I'm trying to say? So I taught myself French. Fortunately enough, my neighbours were from like, they were Francophone, from Francophone countries like Mali and that. Uh, Burkina Faso, Ivory Coast, my church was there. So you could go and chat to them and... I, I went and, I went to chat to them and also I did my own independent learning. Mm-hmm. So that's how I sort of built up, you know, my knowledge of French over the years. Why was that? Like, what was the interest in it? The interest was, um, number one, I thought, even at that age, I, I, I knew having another language would be useful. Then also, I had family that spoke French. They're, Cong- Congolese they're not Congolese, they're from Guinea. Oh, okay, okay. You know where Pogba, Pogba's from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amashdi, yeah, yeah. the French rapper, is from Guinea as well. But yeah, those are the two main reasons to why. But I definitely knew that knowing another language was important. It's funny you say that because, like, over here, I'm very happy in my mannerisms in terms of Niger because I'm brown bear Niger as well. Mm. It's obviously you think, oh, Niger is everywhere. And to be honest, we are, like, as a diaspora, one of the countries that go everywhere. but there's no Mauritians. So I couldn't tell you how Mauritians behave because I've only ever grown up around Niger's, but my boys are in France are saying Mauritians are like Jamaicans, like they just, they're around, like they're a small island, but they're everywhere. That's another thing. I think a lot of the time, yeah, we forget, I think a lot of, a lot of the time, yeah, we really forget how big countries like the Caribbean mm. is actually, isn't it? I know Mauritius is in Africa, mm. but like the Caribbean, for example, we often forget that there's Haitians, that there's people from Martinique and mm. all them places there, cause we don't see them much in the UK. Them man were colonized by France, so most of them go France. Yeah, of course. So we don't re- even, this fam, they speak Dutch in the Caribbean. Lord oh, for real? Know. No, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, they do, they yeah. do, they do. In Aruba, I think that's where Tory Lane's mum is from. They speak Dutch in the Caribbean, but we don't we don't see them. Them man all go to um, Holland. No, that makes sense though. So we don't see them. So that's another thing. Um, I think a lot of us need to learn that, but a lot of us don't. As in, we, we, we need to learn it, but we don't, as in, we don't want to learn it, or no, you're no, saying? No, no, we need to lo- learn that the world is, is bigger than what we see. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? There's always more to it. Like, like, growing up here, you'd think, 
Jamaicans are everywhere. Jamaicans, when they leave England, leave Jamaica, they only come to England, you know, really. Like, if you go to Spain, go to France, you're not seeing Jamaicans. Yeah. Like, it's rare. But this is why travelling is such a fundamental part of, of, of culture. Obviously, I mentioned before that having culture means that, or, or learning different cultures means you have a bigger cultural perspective or a bigger lens of acceptance of a mm. people. One thing we don't do enough is traveling. So like, when, to give an example, when I went to Canada, I, I always remember this as an, a, quite an important story to my growth and development. So I always preach to learn to be comfortable outside of your comfort zone, because that's how you grow. Mm. But when I went to Canada, I, I remember um, everybody was so nice. I was like, why does everybody want to talk to me? He's like a weird, like move. That's because I was stuck within my London culture. So understanding the, the, the Canadian culture of um, just being able to be free and just talk to people was a different fundamental um, growth for me. Because in my head, I'm thinking, at first it's weird. Then I realise, one, it's a part of their culture, but two, this is how people should interact. And it's only been, being able to accept that that I was able to understand that. Because um, I was listening to a, a writer discuss elements of what culture is, and he, he mentioned there, there, there's, there's three ways that people confront culture. You either confront it, you either um, um, conform to it, or you complain about it. So to confront it means that you be, you believe that your culture is better than theirs, so you're not going to take it on board. I believe at the fundamental heart of British culture, that's how we perceive ourselves in a lot of instances. Um, when you look at British people and they go abroad, just still trying to order a full English in the next country instead of accepting their culture. When you when you complain about it, you just ostracize yourself into small um, subsets or small groups, um, and and you stay within those subsets. So it's like when Chinese come over here and they don't really integrate people, they just stay confined in their own space. That's them complaining about it. And you have the, the, the conform aspect. So if you conform to it, that's when you accept it, you, you observe the people, you learn to understand their culture. And that's where we grow as a people. That's where, we, that's where you start to see um, development and how we integrate with each other. But unless we adopt those, and I think for me, Canada taught me that. But if you don't travel, how do you learn to understand that? Because again, like you said, we have this perception that what we see here is what we know when things are much bigger than what it is. Definitely. You get what I'm saying? So how do we get to a point where we start to do the more, we travel one to understand it as opposed to oh, people just go to Spain to, to see the sun. But mm. we need to learn that it, it, things are bigger than what we see, but then how is that taught? Do you know what? Do you know what I think that starts? I think that starts with intentionally trying to have friends from different ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. I think that helps because I have a very wide circle of friends from different countries. But how did you learn that though? How did I learn that? Yeah. Because I've grown up in South London all my life. Mm. And I realised all my friends, they're all from like, just like Nigeria, Ghana, Sierra Leone, Congo. I said, I want to have, I want to learn a bit about Asian culture. Mm. Then I just made friends with like a, like an Indian guy in my college, innit? Mm. So, so he, you did that with purpose? I did that with purpose, yeah. It sounds a bit... You get what I'm it, to, to me, it's not mad because I do, I do, I do the I, same I, shit. I just wanted to learn, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm somebody that's very upfront and very bold when it comes to learning. Mm. So I just, I was just friends with him. I was asking him questions. How do you say this in your language? You get what I'm trying to say? And slowly I began to build up. Now I have, I have a few Asian friends. I have a few Arab friends from different countries. I want to learn about cultures mm. because that's where it starts. That's proper. Because one thing I do, I, I'll travel to the country. Okay. And then I will do my research into things I want to see, but... Mm. I'm my personality naturally. I'm able to like to, to meet people and have fun and and, and banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put myself in these uncomfortable situations that start off uncomfortable, but now I'm comfortable in these situations. So like the last place I went to, I went to Copenhagen. Um, the, um they have this place called Christiana, where it's like a, a lawless town of just like free people. They don't see themselves as a part of the country, so they just do what the fuck they want. They've got two rules: don't run and have fun. If you run, it means police are chasing you. 
and have fun because we just here to live life. Do you know what I'm saying? So I went for that basis and then I stayed in a hostel on purpose so I could integrate and meet travelers. So I can meet with people traveling and hear their stories because then that gives me more knowledge about other places I might want to go, things I might want to do here. And for me, that that con contributes to my growth. That's how I learn about other people. What I, I learned early on that people have the most interesting experiences. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to learn to interact with people in a way where they feel comfortable to give you certain information, you end up learning beautiful things. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? that's a fundamental way of, you know, eventually trying to reach that level of, you know, just um, doing things for the human experience mm. as opposed to doing things for leisure. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Because I definitely, I definitely, I agree with you. And that's actually something I want to do. I want to go backpacking because I know like three people. That I was going to go interrailing at one point. I oh, swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know a few people, they've gone backpacking around the world. I know someone that's been to 21 countries, somebody Proper. that's been to 22. And like... They're, they're, they're less judgmental than most people. Of course. Because of what they've seen. You get what I'm trying to say? And that's the important thing about culture because, like I said, culture is like, it's, it's, it's learned practices, beliefs, and, and symbols. But you only get that from the people that can teach you their culture. Yeah. So one thing we need to stop doing is trying to understand people from our lens and try to understand people from their lens. But you can only do that by, by putting yourself in that position. Because I was reading one book called, it was called Talking to Strangers. By Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, that. yeah, bad way book. And one of the interesting things that he mentioned is that one of the reasons we have such a, a big policing issue here is because when people come from different cultures, they have different mannerisms. So to give an example, give me an example of... Um, well, actually, no, I'll give another example. This lady, um, she went to, to Japan. Mm. And in Japan, they have very... They, they're strict on how they, their cultural... The beliefs and how, yeah, how, they yeah. how they do stuff. So she went there for a business meeting. She wasn't dressed appropriately um, and she was in a rush or she was late. You know, in, in Japan, they're very strict. Time, everything must be Work perfect. Cultures, Work culture's mad. So she didn't understand the culture before going there. She went for a business meeting. She eventually lost the deal because one, the guy gave her a present and in, our, in, in her culture, it's like, oh, a present, oh my God. She bust the present open. That's rude and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So she did that, she went dressed. And obviously when you come to meet people for business meeting, you come in business attire. Mm. One of the other nuances that they do is that they'll give you a business card. She took the business card and scribbled on it straight away. Oh, and again, man. that's a disrespect. So I'll say you take the business card, you're supposed to put in somewhere, keep it safe. Yeah. So she made a lot of wrong cult like steps by not understanding their culture. And she eventually lost the business though. Obviously she went back to learn, but these are important fundamentals and you can only get that from Put yourself out there. And it's, it's funny when you see in J Japan's culture, they talk about Hosted's cultural dynamism. He's the guy that kind of coined the differences in cultures. And like, it's on a scale. So you have masculine and feminine, and then you have um, individualist, individualistic and collectivist. And they looked at like Western culture, like the UK, it's the most different from Japan, and especially the way you, when you conduct business. Mm. So like, over here we have, we're going from a less, um, authoritarian style of leadership is now more democratic. Listen to your employees, they can teach you something. Whereas in Japan, it's hierarchical. When the seniors are talking, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And so it's just like, bringing that, you could be, say if you were recruited there to talk and you weren't a senior level, you talking in a meter could be a very big disrespect and you could put yourself at a lot of detriment in regards to <coughs> Japan. So it's, uh, it's understanding those cultures and how you slot within it before you conduct yourself is definitely a very big key. And over here, I think we have, well, it depends where you go, but we have a lot of, we have like a laissez-faire work culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of people can do what they want. They have a lot of freedom. In Japan, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, certain man, like, it's, if you, like... Man sleep in the office, bro. Yeah, it's true. Some, peop some people, some people, they literally work 24 hours on the clock. Mm. 
So there's like, man sleeping at their desk like this. Yeah, the hierarchy is mad. They, they'll tell you to show up and you show up. Or mm-hmm. better, somebody will go to join the union. But how would you want it? How would you prefer it though? How would really? I prefer it? Yeah. The thing is, yeah, it's I cool. understand the familiar- familiarity breeds disrespect. Mm-hmm. I understand that aspect of it. But people are literally overworking themselves. Mm. Like, look at the suicide rate in Japan. It's, it's crazy. Mad. It's crazy. They've, they've, got, they've got a place where Kanish- they go to and it's, they've got mad... Yeah, they, they, Kanashima. Yeah. But like, people argue that's because the... What's it called? Uh, Kanashima. I might be butchering the pronunciation, yeah. but... You don't watch enough anime, bro. Yeah. Is it like a forest? Yeah, it's a, a forest. forest. Oh, yeah, but that's more due to a lot of... They say statistically a lot of Japanese men can't form relationships with the women. So due to loneliness... Going top That's arguable because there's, there's a documentary you can watch, it's called No Sex Please with Japanese. Mm. And men are willingly um, not wanting relationships with women because they, they have digital characters. Like they've taken the anime fan culture to another Jesus level. Christ. So they literally have like DS games where they have made up girlfriends that they fall in love with. Like there's booths that women go to to pay to have male attention. Is this anomalous or is this like widespread? This is widespread. Oh, yeah, there's documentary on Vice. The man, will, they pay, paying for like someone's presence is a big business over there. Yeah, it's really big. Yeah, yeah. No, but they they have an upside down um like chart for um birth. So usually you have more kids and less older people. Mm. They've got they've got more. They sell more adult diapers than do child diapers. Most of the derelict places in Japan are are, are kids' schools. Wait, they sell more adult diapers. Though. Yeah, they sell more adult diapers than baby diapers. So like uh, incontinent adults. More than That's kids so like, the, so the, the, well, in, in a lot of places, cultures are dying because to maintain a culture, I think you need to have two point one babies. Mm. Um, but in a lot of places, I think the UK is at one point eight. America's just scraping Man, two. That, that's why Trump has beef with the Mexicans because the Mexicans are populated. Populating. Wait, that, so Japan, is their population on a steady decline? Yes. Yeah, massive a, decline. Massive decline. Italy, we'll, like, did, did, we're talking like these cultures we've completely wiped out in possibly our, our, our lifetime. That's weird because the irony is they have one of the highest life expectancies in the world. Yeah, because mm. yeah, of their they're healthy. diet. Because of their health. They're yeah. healthy. Their, their diet is like the best diet. And I think second is like Mediterranean or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're healthy, but they just, they're not, they're, they're not trying to smoke the girl. <laughs> that to the point women go to bars no do you know what is it I have a friend she lived in I'm not saying this is the same yeah. but I'm saying this could be the case just because of like the regional the regional similarities I have a friend she lived in South Korea for two years yeah. mm-hmm. she said man them are scared to approach girl over there yeah they're like they're scared did they ever yeah, say we, why when you look at Hofstede's cultural dynamism Japan is like the most prudent in terms of respect and like it's not in their, like that region of the world, that the East Asian world, it's not in their, I suppose, like cultural remit to be abrasive with women. Whereas you see like a Niger man, he'll just be talking shit to anyone about everything because it's in our culture just to be that to way. Be out there. Do you know what though? I'd slightly disagree just because at some point they were doing that because they, like for the, for it to be in a de- decline, it must have been happening to, to a good point at some point, isn't it? At some point, yeah. But what I'm just talking about, like, obviously, because Hostage just analyzes the specific as of now. So, uh, previously, maybe, obviously, you, what you're saying is rational that mm. at some point you would have had to be breeding. But as it stands now, it's just very well, like, within themselves in terms of to go out there and go and do that. Obviously, I'm not trying to um, coin the whole people, but just looking at, say, the theory and the data out there. 
yeah, he'd say that they're, it's just not within their, their culture to do that. To go just draw a girl. Plus, they could have like a multitude of factors such as their like work culture. Work culture is yeah. definitely, that's probably the biggest factor, really. Yeah, if, I had, if I had to work 24 hours, they ain't got time to do I couldn't concentrate, I'll have low self esteem. Mm. Low testosterone as well. Yeah. Because where's the, where's the energy to like. Brother, that man can't even bash. Yeah. No, it's facts, though. Don't try to say They don't have time to do all of that stuff. It's facts, though. It's crazy out here. But then. There, there's some weird cultures in Japan, though, like. um that wouldn't be endorsed here, like. Oh, uh, they've got like, like child, child, like. Oh, yeah, like I've, to, I've to, to date women that look, like, <laughs> to date women with big breasts that look like schoolgirls. Yeah, I've seen <coughs> it. Those, like man actually pay well, and just then, with the skirts, the skirts on them. But yeah. it's, it's a legitimate industry for modeling, so they will parents will model their child like the underage kids. Well, what we deem underage, they'd have them as like topless models, and they buy into that. The reason why I was looking at it, I have to get the grid and we'll get in, but. You see, our age of consent is a hard line. This is your age of consent. Japan's age of consent is like a four-way grid, bruv. They'd be like, if you're 16, but this person's 18, but if it's a man and then he's 18 and he's 16, like it's not like a hard line. If you're 16, it's not black like, and white, bro. It's like different. It's bare grey. Yeah, so like, if you're like a, if you're <laughs> if you're a boy, but then you're like 16, you can have sex because you're you're a boy and da da da. But if you're a girl, yeah, it's mad, bro. Right, I'll send it to you. Like it's like a four-way grid. You know them four-way grids yeah, where it's yeah. like. Yeah, it's mad. There's a bit of diagrams in that. Yes, yeah, but then at the, at the, the same, the same, at the same time though, and this might be controversial. It's not. Is it manifesting into anything dangerous? Oh, See what I'm saying? You know, you know, you know. It's what it's all. It's all perception because it's just like we have decided that. Then this is where law and ethics comes into it. Because for me, it, it's illegal for a 17 year old boy to smoke a 15 year old, but I would argue that it's more ethically wrong. For a thirty-year-old man to be pamming a sixteen-year-old, yeah. but in law, it's calm. Mm. Like yeah. a thirty-year-old man can have sex with a sixteen-year-old, but seventeen to fifteen—that's illegal. Like yeah. I would argue that's more morally fucked. Yeah, and that's where ethics and law, like, where's where the does, where does it come into? If you're seventeen, don't smoke fifteen-year-olds. Like, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird line, man. And that's why we're like, it's like our so social perceptions is like a lot of it comes from law and how much is like. How much of it is true? Like, okay, at one point, weed was a class B, but in some places it's legalized. So where do we draw in one place? Like, for example, you know, in night, our attitude towards drugs. One time my dad found canisters in my room. He was moving like I was on crack. Like he came and gave me one serious like conversation like I was taking crack. I'm like, it's just balloons. Bro. bro, I almost got sent back to Niger. Mm. You see those little, them little popper things, you throw them on my phone, they're pop. Mm. My dad thought I was bagging up like something. So he walked me up one morning and said, let me, let me talk to you. <laughs> said, what's this? What's this? What's this? He didn't want to show me what he mm. said. He's like, I found trust. What's this? What's this? I'm trying to look. I said, what are you, what are you talking about? Mm. And I seen the thing. I was like, I tried to dash one. He's like, ah, you're going <laughs> to. No, it's, it's a mad story. Bro. It, I guess it depends. I was in Sierra Leone three weeks ago. I was just walking along the beach, going to a bar. Some guy was trying to sell me money. In the beach? Fake notes? No, money. Molly, like, Molly, like, oh, Molly. Oh, I'm yeah. saying money. I was like, what? They, yeah, they have everything they have here, they have there. Why'd you go to Sierra Leone? I'm from there. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh. so I just went on. Where do you think I was from? I thought you was from Niger. Yeah, no, I'm, from not, Niger I'm not from Niger, no. I'm from Sierra Leone. Are oh. you from Freetown? Uh, no, that's the capital. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where everybody says they're from when they don't want to say they're from. <laughs> so I'm not from there, no. But I'm, I found me there. My boy said, like, because he's one of my boys from Freetown, he says, if you're not from Freetown, it's a bit long, like, it's proper, like, it's, it's rural, like, when you got, like, the rest of Sierra Leone. So, yeah, it's very rural. You have like two major cities, Freetown mm. and Bowtown. That's where my mum is from, innit? Then my dad is from the diamond districts, like 
Mm. Yeah, because you know Sierra Leone is remind, I'm known for diamonds. Like yeah, my granddad, course. he used to export diamonds. Oh, like that? Yeah. Bust me. Solomon Bandy stuff. Like. <laughs> no, 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 not even. Like, cause I think he used to work with this guy called Abu Koroma. He was like the managing director of the National Diamond Mining Company. Mm. So they made a lot of bread together. Is he not doing it no more? Hmm? Not doing it. Is he still doing it now? No, or? that guy's dead. He died in 2015. No, they didn't kill him or was he? No, no, they didn't kill him. They couldn't kill him, man. Well, he just died of like old age, innit? Oh, like that. Yeah. Well, so you said your 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 uncle was working with him? No, my my granddad. Your grand? Okay, yeah, yeah. But he didn't pass it down. It's not in the family, as in the business. I think yeah, I think it still is somewhere. You need to find that, bro. My dad has my dad has like 16 sisters. He's mad. Oh, big family. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Cause but all from one woman or different women. No, you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes. But but so what you man of the idea that like the UK as a, as a whole has the most accepting, like is the most accepting of culture. Bro, I don't know because I, it's hard when you, it's it's a hard question to answer because I know because I talk to my Uber drivers a lot. Mm. Um, I Uber a, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> I don't drive in it, so I'm just wasting money on Uber in it. So obviously, I had a. Australian Uber driver one time. Uh-huh. I've had him a few times because he just drives around the area. He's of Bengali descent. His parents are from Bangladesh. They moved to Australia to work as engineers in the, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. He grew up in Australia. Now he lives in, I think, Edmonton Green or something like that. Okay. But he said the UK is more racist than Australia. <sighs> really? Ooh, That's cool. All the Aussies that I, you know, it's anecdotal, but all the Aussies, that Aussies I know say it's very racist. Like Even white Aussies that say it's racist. Yeah, like because the, everything's a joke to them. Like, bro, yeah, everything's like, funny to them. Like, bro, Aboriginals were they were cons- they weren't even considered humans until like nineteen sixty four. Yeah, they were mm. considered animals. You get what I'm mm. trying to say. So I guess that could be very very individualistic, or maybe it may be he may be right in his own in his own right. Like maybe in his area. Uh-huh. But, but that's one thing my mum did say is that um, she, obviously her main thing growing up was to escape poverty. Like she grew up in a shanty. Mm. But like she says, like when she moved here and then seen some of my friends like got involved in certain things, she's just like, oh, I moved from Mauritius because of poverty and I thought poverty breeded all the problems. But now I'm seeing some of your friends die and go to jail. I was just like, did I really do the better thing? And even when she looks at like race, like in Mauritius, you'll see, so you have Indo-Creole, which is Indian Creole, you have Afro-Creole, African Creole, then you have China Creole, which is Chinese Creole, and then you have like white Creole. Mm. And uh, well, Afro-Creole would be like, white and black and everyone lives everyone's Mauritian like there's no like you're a Chinese in Mauritius it's like yeah. you're you're Mauritian like you're or you're Indian you're Mauritian like everyone so she, when she came here and like people were like I'm British but I'm African and that's a Asian person like she said for her coming as that what 18 19 she struggled with that she just like we're just all Mauritians so like that's why is the UK so backwards I hear that because she been in that sorry go on so that was the idea of before with, with, with the culture and that, that's them confronting it. Do you know what I'm saying? With those those three dynamics. Mm-hmm. So these lot are thinking, okay, I'm better than you. And I think that in some ways the UK pushes that narrative of someone's always trying to be better than someone else. So you're not always going to take in what someone else has to offer culturally because you're always perceiving things from your cultural lens as opposed to trying to understand it from another person's cultural lens. Because what you're basically saying is that you lot all the same, but you're looking for reasons to, to divide people into subsets. Mm. Yeah, uh, and why the, the only way that would benefit you is if you gain from doing that, mm-hmm. and uh, and what's the point in doing that? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like the way she was. Mum described it as just like, alright, cool. You play football, I play rugby. So 
what I'm saying? Like, that's the way they see it. Just like, yeah. uh, they, they recognize the differences of like, oh, sh- that's a Mauritian person, but they're Chinese, or they recognize, the diff- oh, that's a Muslim, that's a Sikh, but. I don't see any difference as a human being. They're still Mauritian. Like, I'm a Belgian in Jamaica. She's, she said, yeah, Jamaica's soup is very diverse. It just so mm. happens we see more black Jamaicans. You have Japanese, Jamaicans, Chinese. Yeah, Jamaicans, Ghanaian yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. There's mixed. You have Indians and all of that. And she told me that Jamaica, like, their, their motto is literally out of many, one people. That's the national motto. That's proper. Oh, you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, okay. So they don't, they don't see racism. She said, she told me straight, she said cultural appropriation don't exist in Jamaica. Mm. She said on, na- on national culture day, I can't remember what it's called. You'll see Japanese people in, black, in blackface. You'll see black people wearing like, and they don't, then they were saying this. Mm. Even my mum, she was like, because in Africa, in Sierra Leone, there's bare Lebanese people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're all, all over West, West, West Africa. Africa. In, my dad, Africa. in my dad's village, like, because my dad's from, obviously, you, you, the main ones you got, Lagos and Abuja, but then you have Ibadan, which is an oil Ibadan, state. Yeah. And it's like, the way someone described it to me is like, Sheffield like used to be a big industrial town and was a major marquee of England but as the culture shifted it's not as big anymore mm. so but in Ibadan like people look at me like when I'm in Lagos no one looks at me but when I'm in Ibadan people look at me like rah where's yeah. man from sort of thing but there's bare Lebanese and I've said it before in the pod like and when I'm going in Ibadan I'm seeing like loads of coolie looking kids like yeah. like curly hair running around I'm like I'm in Nigeria bro like I'm actually not in Lagos I'm in Ibadan and my cousin saying that, yeah, bear the Lebanese are just breeding up. That was like and that when I was leaving them. That was like that when I was in Freetown, I saw a car. Were you seeing loads of coolie kids? Uh, yeah. Then yeah. even one corner shop, um, in Freetown, it was the name was Guru Dev. I was walking, I just saw that. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I went in there. It's some Indian guy and his family. The guy could speak the language and everything. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. It spun me still. But with what you said about like it being a British thing, yeah, it may be a British thing, but it may just be like. A relic of like Europeans countries their colonial past because mm. even if you look at places like Angola for example they were colonized by the Portuguese yeah yeah and in regards to what you said about them having all of these divisive tactics right one thing they did do in all of their colonies not just Angola I'm just speaking namely about Angola mm-hmm. that's what I read up on, read up on yeah they had this thing called um, assimilation the process of, of assimilation and it's basically when they divided the population, and up to now you can still see Angola sort of is like this. They basically said, if you can speak, um, in order to become, okay, they divided the population into citizens and natives. Mm-hmm. Citizens and natives, even the use of the word native. You know what I'm trying to say? Citizens and natives. And they basically said, if you want to become a citizen of the country, you need to eat with European table manners. Basically, don't eat with hands, hands use knife and fork. You need to um, be baptized, I believe. Oh, God. Become Christian. So, Christian name. You know what I'm trying to say? And, and it's funny because even when you look at Angolans today, all their last names are Portuguese. Mm. You know what I'm trying mm. to say? Yeah, my, my boy, I'm v- literally thinking about it right now. And literally, yeah, and literally, you need to speak Portuguese. That's the maddest one to me. You need to speak Portuguese without African accent. Without an African accent? Yeah. So and that's called, the process of assimilation. That's the process of assimilation. So when you do that, there's social perks. So your children get to go to And this school. is in Angola. This is in Angola. Fuck not just no. Angola, Mozambique, Guinea-Bissau, all the Portuguese colonies. Mm-hmm. I think maybe East Timor, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things that they did that they did like as a divisive technique. So when they did that now, people had people were motivated to learn Portuguese and assimilate and to that assimilate culture. Because you and when you're um when you were a citizen, I believe that there was a pot you could have been subscripted to like forced labour. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? So there was a lot of motivation to like actually become um, a citizen. 
Well, these lot were mad intelligent in how they break, or well, again, destroy a culture. Because yeah. by providing social perks to one, it's not necessarily telling you don't learn your culture. It's saying, if you fuck off your culture and learn our shit, there's, there's a lot more benefits. And that's a way of literally getting into people's heads to abandon what's naturally yours to become something else. And you know, doubling down on that, it also has that adverse effect of you also fragment the culture because if you assimilate so much, then you're naturally, you're going to look down on the previous one. Like, yeah, yeah. You're not even of worthy. And then I suppose it leads to coonery. Definitely. Like, and that, even manifest, that manifested in their like, political parties because it was largely, you know, educated, um, a lot of half-caste um, nationalists that were sort of, they had like the dominant political party and like against the... So that manifested in several ways and even up till now, we can still see the, the, the impact the effects, of, yeah. Because I don't know one Angolan that understands an African language. I don't know one. Really? None. I don't know any. So is it... So they did... Okay, so because in the countries we're from, we have our native tongue, but they speak English. So you're saying in Angola, they don't speak... They do. So but it's rare to find... They, no, no. So basically, they have their native languages in Angola. Mm. So they have their native languages, but in the city especially... It's mainly Portuguese. You get what I'm trying to say? Not a lot of people. The one, the people that I've met, they'll say maybe their grandmother speaks it. Mm. But apart from that, no one really speaks it around them. So it's like saying, if you want to make it out of the hood, you've got to speak Portuguese, essentially. I'm not sure how it works there, but I assume so. Just because of like, the history of colonisation over there. Mm. Now, that's why this, this idea of culture is mad interesting because it, it affects people in so many adverse ways. But, and that's why I'm, I'm just honing in on this, this UK thing. Because, like, when I was in Canada, for example, um, Toronto, I think, is the most diverse um, um, city in the world. But their acceptance mm -hmm. felt different to the acceptance I see here. How? Because I, I, I hate to use the idea of not seeing colour or seeing the culture or whatever, but to them, everything, everybody was just normal. Like, they just loved and talked and it was all cool. Whereas when I'm here... You're different until you're not. Did, did you see a lot of like, you know how certain people would be like, certain people, I don't know, they have this very div um, divisive way of thinking. Okay, like, go on. Like, I don't know, let's say I have a friend from Bangladesh. <laughs> let's see if he just says, if he, if he wears Trap Star and he says, well, go on and stuff. Mm -hmm. Somebody will say, why are you trying to have black? Yeah. Do, do they have that? Or, did you, that I, didn't, I didn't experience that. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? It was, it, it, there was so much love, it was weird to me. It was weird because it's like, it's, they were eager to accept me before I even knew I was going to be accepted. Mm. So they literally see me and like, it got to the point, I remember I was, I was on the subway and I was just talking to my friend. Someone just come over to me and goes, oh my God, are you British? Yeah, love you guys. Invite me to a house party, bro. I had a wavy night. <laughs> Try to do that in the UK. Bro, Try to do I, that I, I, I think you're a weirdo, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? But that's what it's like out there. But the tea, And to me, that's a different level of acceptance than it is here. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Because like, to invite a random black person off the fucking underground into your yard, bro. <laughs> Even just saying this sounds mad, didn't it? <laughs> so that's why I'd argue like in, in, in the UK, it's almost, it's acceptance by force and, and it's not necessarily taken in as easy as it is in somewhere like Canada. Yeah. Which makes it, which makes me question how, how culturally accepting is the UK really? Yeah. Is it circumstantial or do we actually want to accept people but it depends when you look at it anyway i think because we're we're from the london area it's like we we can get caught in our echo chamber because when you look at the census from 2021 it's like we ethnic minorities only make up 14 percent of the uk 
and of black people i think it was like 53 percent live within london mm -hmm. and then they would go then then the next place would be like west midlands and then was it west midlands and one other place and that was pretty much it like you had little percentages like one two percent elsewhere so it's just like when you got like when but i remember when we when i we used to go up to liverpool manny all my boys would come out and you're talking about like 10 11 black or mixed race brothers as soon as they see us everyone knows we're not from there yeah they mm -hmm. just know instantly like because and even then i started deep and i'm like there are black people mixed race up there but you're gonna see that like, say a group of 10, ten men there'll be two mixed race people in there yeah you know in yeah that's weird because i'm they have like a long history of like yeah they've got race. slave imports yeah from there's their slave museum no, but, it's, no, but liverpool is like america in the sense of if you see a mixed race person in liverpool because i'm up there all the time mm. if you say a mixed race person in liverpool and you say like and a couple of people had to check me yeah because i'd be like oh like where are you from be like, i'm from liverpool They're like, i'm from liverpool la. i'm like no nah, but where are you from though? i'm like i'm from liverpool yeah. a couple of people used to check me like bro like it's a bit different around you don't say to because more time they don't even know themselves okay. so it's just like I'm from Liverpool, that's it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the same certain pockets. Manchester's a bit different because like places like Mossad, there's actually a Caribbean yeah. community. But Mossad, yeah. Liverpool, there's not. Like you've got places like say, Toxteth is the only place where you could say there's a bit of black community. But even then, if you go Toxteth, like it's small. Like it's the rest of Liverpool in comparison to Toxteth, like Toxteth is like a tiny little like the size of a village, do you know what I'm saying? I know that for a fact because I, w I wanted to do videos to like why there's so many black people mm. in Toxteth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't find, I hardly, I didn't even, I couldn't even find black people to, um, <laughs> to do <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Because I put it out there, I said, who's from, who's, who's black and who's from Toxteth? No replies. I, I put it on my story for like five days, like, mm. you get what I'm trying to say? Bro, I'm because obviously I used to go, I used to go to, there's a barbershop called uh, Yems, Yems Barbershop in Toxteth, if you remember to get lined up, but, I used to go to the trim there, yeah. And it's just like, bare people used to come in, but a lot of people weren't actually from Liverpool who are black. And like, a lot of Liverpool, like with their history, there's bare mixed race people. Mm. Because like, right, cool, maybe their granddad came from wherever and then he's done whatever. And then I was looking at the census and this is my own analysis, but I was seeing black people pop up in, say in London in a greater density, but mixed race people in terms of mixed and white and black, are scattered all over so you can see how i would say black men have gone to certain areas done what they've done and then cut and that's why you're seeing so many in places like liverpool so many fragmented people who are mixed race don't know anything about their culture like i'm liverpool that's it and then when you're chatting to them uh, i don't really know my granddad who came however long time ago mm. do you know what i'm saying are they defensive about it no they're, just, they're more defensive in the sense of imagine you're saying like Imagine, you know them people who are like, you, I'm sure you've met them black people who are like, oh, where are you from? And they're like, I'm from England. And you're just like, oh, but where are you really from? And they're just yeah, like, yeah. but I'm from England. Or, you know them kind of, yeah, they're kind of yeah. like, why are you kind of probing me? Like, I'm from mm. here. Like, whereas for me, it's like a normal question. And like, you, yeah, lo loads of them, they just won't know their culture. So when people ask you, man, where are you from? What do you say? More time I say I'm, I'm from Nigeria, Mauritius. So I don't even say like, ends. I said, I said, I'm, I was born, I'm born here, but I'm from Nigeria. Do you think there's more, do you think there's more pride? Um, now, yeah, uh, it's cool to be African now. Not but in London. 100%. Yeah, more, yeah, because more time you're meeting people that aren't from England and that's where they want to, they want to know how you culturally fit. Do you know what I'm saying? And more time, I suppose, I'll even say Nige because I didn't grow up with Mauritians like that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And part of your identity is like what you align yourself with. Like. Yeah, no, yeah, for you, it'd be more ambiguous. You know what I'm saying? But 
I just, like my experience growing up, it was always cool in school to be Jamaican. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So a lot of, you had man them lying, saying yeah, they, they, they're yard man, but you know I me mean? just just to fit into certain crowds and not be ostracized or just to look like the guy. But growing up now in this day and age, being black and being African is one of the most in things. Yeah. So there is a, a, a level of pride. So especially with music and stuff like that, most black people will want to say where they're from as opposed to being British first. I'd argue. Are you man from South? No, 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 I'm from no, East. No. I, I, I grew up between Luton and Essex. Luton and Essex. Yeah. So L- L- Luton, like the way it is, my school was divided by Islam. So the Muslims were one spot, and then everyone else would chill. But the Muslims were just within their own, isn't it? Like, Essex. I uh, know Luton. Okay. So like the the Muslims would kind of be doing their own thing. And I remember at one point, like so when I first came into school, them uh, most of the Mauritians were well, the Muslim Muslim lot. They didn't want to chat to me, and then. When they found out I was Mauritian and that my dad was a Muslim, then they wanted to chat to me, but I kind of went away from the culture because them and my ostracized. So it's almost mm. like, you might not want to bring me to be ostracized. Like, yeah. like I'm cool with the black guys. So yeah, no, it was kind of mad. Like growing up, it was like a complex. When I was looking back, like, I wouldn't say man hated myself or hated Asian people, but there was definitely, there was definitely a social conflict. Cause you my, wanted to be black, bro. Yeah, like my, my introduction, to the Asian man, they were just like, they were just racist to black people, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's that's just, but obviously as we grew older, one of my boys, he's a white guy called He went to work in like, I think Amazon, like after college, whatever, working mm. in one of the factory. And he was like chatting to some of the Asian man. And it was just like, they were just like, it was quite sad because these men were told by their parents not to be friends with us. Like I remember we had a boy called used to love, his name was Muslim guy. Um, I think he was Bangladeshi. But one time he, he was giving all his Asian boys a lift. Mm. And obviously me and my boy, can we get a lift with your mum? And obviously his mum gave us a lift, but as soon as we got in the car, you know when me and Solomon looked at each other like, this energy's yeah. off. Like. Mm. But these men were sad because like, these men t- like, went through not really being liked by the rest of the groups. They were told not t- to chill with them. These men don't understand your culture. Don't chat to them, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was kind of it was it was kind of sad. I even went, I had one boy who fucking he went to fight in the civil war for the Tamil Tigers, bro, in Sri Lanka, bro. See him writing some extreme extremist posts on Facebook. That man's gonna ride for the Tamil Tigers. He's probably dead now, still. <laughs> so, me personally, I didn't have that experience in the car. Mm. Where I'm from, the south. I'm from I'm from Peckham. That's like my primary school is all black. Mm. My secondary school is all black. I know East is a bit different. You have a lot of Bengalis and a lot of. East is yeah, mixed, yeah, yeah. like my, my end my ends is mixed, it's got. Mm. Me, it was just spread, like, it was, my school was just black, like, mm. you know when they're calling your, like, you know when they call people to line up in order of the first letter of their name? When they uh, say A and yeah, that's yeah, everybody. Yeah, you get yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, it's just, pre- it's predominantly black, so I didn't really go through that. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? In fact, we, we just had bare black on black, like, <laughs> people, Yoruba versus Yoruba versus Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's how it was. Oh, like. no, for my school, it was... Um, blacks and whites versus Asians, like in the football, and that. Oh, like that. Blacks and whites versus Asians, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't lie. Yeah, and what, what else is in my school? And then, then it was kind of like it's mad, like this the Sikh man and the um, Hindu and like there was a couple like Filipino Chinese man. It's like pick a race, bro. Are you black, white, or are you are you are you, are you South Asian, bro? That's mad. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. some prisons in America. Yeah, 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 yeah. first go in. He's you got to join the team. Yeah, there's one documentary I watched here on, um, I can't remember what, I think it was on Lad Bible. There was one guy, he basically, a British drug dealer, 
he went to Mexico. He went to a Mexican prison. I think no, the, it was dominated by Mexicans. Was in America. They basically said as soon as you come in, you need to either be with the. I think they're like the skinners. They're racist. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these neo Nazi group. Yeah. You need to either be with them. You have to all the Mexicans or the blacks or. If you if you don't choose any, you say you're gonna be. It's gonna get violated. Yeah, um, yeah, you're getting raped. They said you need to get you need to give oral sex to everybody until the end of the sentence. So I don't know what he did, but you <laughs> <laughs> hey, came out alive in the story. So yeah, like necking mad, bro. So then going back to the culture thing, that means that because of the the, the spread of um, of ethnic minorities, I mean it being concentrated in the bigger cities. Then naturally, London is the only place, or or these big cities, which is probably um, Birmingham, um, London, yeah. and Manny. Maybe I don't know. Would you add Leicester? Mm. Place no, like but that? the thing is, you know, what I've clocked with these cities. London is very cosmopolitan. There's everything. Like when you go to say like a Birmingham, there's bare Jamaicans, couple Afs, and whites, and then Pakistanis. Mm. But there's not. There's not. You're not going to see bare Arabs. You're not going to yeah. see. Do you know what I'm saying? It's so it'll be like. Certain main culture, like when you go to say Sheffield, bare Pakistanis, Asians, Pakistanis, Pakistanis. Mm. like you're not London's the only place where you're seeing everything. Like you're seeing even the Turkman, the Marlies, yeah. everything, like all in one. Even in Leicester, it's mostly. I think they said. I think it was in 2010 or 2000 something. I can't remember. They said Leicester's the, is a minority dominated city, but it's mostly Indians. Mm. You mm. Know what I'm trying to say mostly Indians. So I, I I do see it from that point of view, but I think London is a bit different in the sense that we have. Pop um, pieces of everywhere because somebody could argue and they could say France is diverse. They have a lot of Arabs, a lot of um, Francophone Africans, even from Mali, Senegal, and that. I say France is more diverse than here. Really? In Paris, and yeah, I would. They no. Do, France is. I'm not saying accepting. I'm saying in terms of their makeup of the more cultures in one. The only reason why I say the only reason why they can't use France is because France have this policy, which is very politically put theirs. We don't have a census, census because we see oh, everyone yeah. as one. Yeah. So you actually have no recorded statistics yeah. of France. Mm. I think that's the same with Germany yeah. as well. But I, I know oh, this yeah. this sounds ignorant, but the way I look at it is when I look at diversity, I will look at like their say their sports teams. If you look at France in every sports team in rugby, black, football, bro. whatever, it's yeah. always. But you say black, but then you have like you even have Arabs in there. They have the most well, diverse. You got, you got teams. black and you got Benzema, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, carries, he carries weight. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, he's, he's he's on the smoke. But like, like the France team France is way is African, way, way blacker than than the than the UK team, and we got a black team, bro. Way blacker than yeah, but you don't really have people from English speaking black countries or like that. It's mo- it's mainly it's mainly mm. French speaking black countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's, it, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's yeah. more. I'd say there's more, but obviously we'll never know because there's no census. Yeah. But you say more in the sense that there's because you'd say there's more black, but I'm in the UK there's more different different types of black. Different types yeah, of black. Different, different types Algerians of black. Algerians have like taken types. over France, blood. Algerians, Moroccans, Moroccan, like the yeah. bears yeah. of them, bro. The man took over Spain as well. Mm. Moroccans. Really? Yeah. Who's Moroccan in Spain? Moroccan's right next to Spain. It's like underneath, bro. No, but I'm saying in, in the team, national team. Oh, you're talking about mm-hmm. in the I'm in the country. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's where they travel. The Morocco. <laughs> 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 I'm not just saying it wrong. I thought you were talking about sport, but nah. Yeah, obviously Morocco is a channel. It, they, they, they smuggle bear people over the border. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's another conversation. <laughs> oh, next. Yeah, right, I mean, that's some top way shit, but bro, we have we have to sign off, man. Plug yeah. yourself. Where can we find you? Nah, man, so what are you working on? Nah, man, so you can find me on TikTok. Faster speaks. I'm faster speaks everywhere. TikTok, YouTube. 
Instagram and yeah, literally. Any, 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 any projects, projects coming up? Any, like any projects coming up? I'm working on a docu series, so watch out for that. Okay. Proper. Can you, can you say what it's about? Or no, no? I can't say yeah, what it's okay, about. Okay, I'm, working, okay. I'm definitely working on a docu series that should come out mid next year. Proper. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah. People, them, you know what to do. Like, share, subscribe. You get me? We're here. Skia.